And three, two, one. <laughs> That's for before. <laughs> okay, let's try it again. Huh? I'm going to leave that in. No. <laughs> three, two, one. Welcome to The Peaceful Truth, the podcast where we talk about everything from feminism to women empowerment and everything in between. You are joined by your co-hosts, Kenzie Meekbeck and Megan Hoharts. Thank you for joining us, everyone. First off, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yay. So we're doing a fun episode, I think, today for Thanksgiving. It might be shorter than most, but. Yeah, it's a fun, lighthearted one, um, but we can learn a lot from it as well. So we hope that as you're enjoying your Thanksgiving with your family and friends that you have time to listen to us talk about Disney princesses. Woohoo! Okay, so Megan, I actually just thought of this question on the fly. Yeah. So who is your favorite Disney princess? Ariel. Ariel, that was very quick to answer. Why Ariel? I love her so much. The Little Mermaid is the best, the funniest. Um, I just, I couldn't, I watched it over and over as a small child. And then I went through another phase as I was older, probably in high school, where I rewatched it. And it was just as good as what I remembered. It was so good. What about you? Disney kills it every time. Um, I would say, well, not every time, but most times, I would say it's a new one. I used to, I, I'm trying to think who my old, I don't know who want my used to one be. I think I just like them. Um, but Moana. Moana is your new favorite? Yeah, she's killer. She's super cool. Yay, I'm excited to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. Plus, I've been to Hawaii a few times and I just love Hawaii. So it's good. It's super fun and it reminds me of Hawaii. So, Kenzie, why did we decide to do this episode? Yeah, so I kind of am in this mindset, and this is very a personal opinion. I don't think it's necessarily feminist. But for me, I think that I prefer to be a queen over a princess. And what I mean by that is, like, I'd rather be strong than a little fluffy princess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, but that's kind of what inspired it. And then we were just going to talk about whether Disney influences young women well or young girls well yeah so my boss um his name is josh he is really into our podcast he always asks me what we're going to be covering this week and he has two little girls and so on friday he was like oh what are y'all recording this weekend and i said oh disney princesses and he said what are you guys going to talk about disney princesses and i said well we're going to cover kind of like the good and the bad side of the effects that it can have on little girls. And he was like, what's the bad in- impact? And the really the main argument is that little girls see that a man has to save them mm-hmm. and that the knight in shining armor, the charming prince has to come and rescue them rather than them being able to stand up for themselves. Right. And um, so that's like one of the main arguments. And we're going to go through some other facts as well. But um, Josh said he had never even thought of it like that before. So yeah, and it might be enlightening for men just because they haven't thought of it like this. Um, Okay, so I guess we want to did you want me to kick it off or you? I'll kick it off with some facts. Cool. Awesome. So I found most of my information from two articles. One is from Time, which is Are Disney Princesses Hurting Your Daughter's Self-Esteem by Kirsten Slayer? And also a U.S. Today article by William Cummings. 
the princess industrial complex is inescapable. Is that bad for girls? So we're going to kind of go into, first of all, kind of the negative effects that some people Disney think that Disney can have on girls. And then we're going to end with some positive things that, um, that, I mean, I love Disney, so I like the positive side of it too. No, I love it too. I, I'm not <laughs> hating on Disney 100%. I just think that it used to be. Yes. I think they've definitely come. They've recognized it. They're improving. And with culture and society, it's changing as we speak. So, yeah. So it's good to hear both sides. Yeah. Um, so there was a study from a BYU professor, Sarah Coyne. She looked at 198 preschoolers who interacted with Disney princesses. The research found that 96% of girls and 87% of boys had viewed Disney princess media. So, I mean, it's taken over. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like I just watch YouTubers and my friends have kids now. um, And it's just like the little boys watch it as much as the little girls, you know. But I feel like we need to like have a positive influence for both. And I've kind of been watching YouTube and I've seen a lot of little boys that now admire the stronger princesses that are kind of killing it on their own. And they just see them as like a person just killing it, you know, which is great. So the study also found that more than 61% of girls played with Disney princess toys at least once a, me- once a week and 4% of boys. So the boys are watching for sure, but, they're, but the girls are, are buying all the merchandise, buying all the toys, whereas the boys, not so much. Did you play with Disney princess toys? Heck yeah. I think I did too, but I really loved my Simba and Nala. <laughs> that, was, that was actually my favorite Disney thing when I was little was Simba. I thought I wanted to be Simba the whole time. Well, you the know, Lion King. <laughs> Lion King is one of the best as well. This study also found that girls who are into the princess culture at age four tend to be more gender stereotyped at age five. For example, they tend to think that they can't do well in math or science. So already at the age of five, and I think that um, I think that yes, maybe Disney is having that impact on girls, but I think that they get influences from a lot of other people as well, including their parents, you know, sisters, brothers, whoever, um, the media. So I don't know if we can blame this one hundred percent on Disney. What do you think? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it was a cultural thing, and I think they're shifting with the cultural changes. I think they're listening and they're shifting with it. Mm-hmm. The study also found that Disney influence could be damaging for girls by making them more susceptible to having body esteem and less confidence. Mm -hmm. A separate study published by Journal Science found that girls as young as six could be led to believe that men were inherently more brilliant and talented than women. And I think that also teaches men like that cultural thing. And we've been talking about it recently in a lot of podcasts, but... Um, it teaches men that they are just, you know, a degree above, you know? Yeah, it's teaching the girls and the boys. The boys are saying, oh, look at, I'm the brave superhero that's going to come in and save the world or save the princess or whatever it is. So it's influencing both sexes. There's also a book by Peggy Orenstein called Cinderella Ate My Daughter. That's a fairly legit title. Uh, In it, she outlined that an obsession with beauty can increase girls' vulnerability to issues, including eating disorders, depression, and risky sexual behavior. She also states that the princess culture can lead to the next phase, which she likes to call the Kardashianization of girlhood. 
Okay, I think that went a little extreme. I think that was so extreme, and I am so biased because I love Disney, whereas I am not so much of a Kardashian follower. So I don't like to see a link from going from Disney princesses that then leads to the Kardashianization. Yeah, I think it makes you feel like beauty, but I do not think that leads to risky sexual behavior. I I 100% disagree. You disagree? You don't want to read Cinderella 8, my daughter? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think there is extremes of everything, including feminism, and I think that's a little... Yep. Much. So she, Peggy also wants to point out key points and storylines in Disney princesses' movies. In Sleeping Be- Beauty, Aurora doesn't really do much the entire movie. She's sleeping the whole time while she has to wait for her prince to save her. Aurora is for sure the worst. Yes. <laughs> she literally is sleeping. Although I love her name. Her name's super awesome. But besides that, <laughs> she's the worst. And Sleeping Beauty was so scary. It was mm, my least favorite, I think. It was scary. It wasn't entertaining. You barely saw the princess the whole time. <laughs> she's asleep. <laughs> In The Little Mermaid, Ariel is a girl who actually gives up her voice for a man. I would also like to point out, I, although this is my favorite Disney movie, I would also like to point out that she gives up her voice for a man that she does not even know. She's basing it off of looks alone. Oh, that dude's hot. <laughs> yeah, I'll give up my voice for that dude. Dude, if that's how Tinder was. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it and I was like, well, would I give up my voice for a man? And if I loved this man... If I knew him for a long yeah. time and it was like life or death and he was my husband, then yeah, the, that it, is like the only scenario. But first dating, no. Yeah. And Ariel's <laughs> just like, oh, okay, here it is. Um, okay. She also points out something really interesting about Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Belle is known to be independent and very well read. She loves to read her books. So what do you think that she has to say? Don't look at my screen. Well, what I, do you I, think? I think that I wrote down the same thing for Belle. Dang it. I was shocked by it. Well, I, think I just it, didn't connect the dots. She has Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. There's a lot of that people say. Oh, excuse me. A lot of the stuff that people say. About, about Belle? Yeah. Peggy says that um, this movie shows that if you're wonderful enough and if you're kind enough and if you are so great to this man then a beast will turn into a prince oh yeah it's like you have to change him yes it's like saying hey guess what if you be the best woman that you can be a man will change for you and it's like no how often do not do we know that men don't change people just don't change and you shouldn't want to change them you should love them for them and if they have terrible qualities then maybe you shouldn't be with them yeah and so it was just like this whole idea that you can change a man by being your best person um but no stockholm syndrome um yeah so that means like you love your captor like you fall in love with your captor like when you're kidnapped yeah maybe she has that too but i love sleeping beauty and the not mm -mm, i don't love sleeping beauty i love beauty and the beast did you when you were little I kind of thought she was annoying. Oh, you thought she was annoying? I liked her uh, being well-read, but as a kid, for some reason, I was like, yeah. Did you see the new remake live action? Oh, yeah, that was great. So good. Really well done. I want to watch it again now. 
And she's a feminist. Emma Stone. Emma, not Emma Stone. Emma Emma Watson is a big feminist. Yeah, she's awesome. So thankfully, because we both love Disney movies, there are some others who see the Disney influence as a positive impact on kids. Jeremy Fine, who is a woman. Jeremy. Oh. Yeah. I've never heard that. She's the author of In Defense of the Princess, How Plastic Tiaras and Fairytale Dreams Can Inspire Smart, Strong Women. She likes to point out that Disney movies are actually narratives of female power and heroism and assertion. It depends on the movie, I think. You think it does? Yeah. Well, yeah, like Sleeping Beauty. (laughs) Sister was not doing anything. (laughs) Fine also says that Female empowerment is also the fundamental message of the princess. In fact, attacks on a princess culture could be harmful because it tells our daughters that something that they perceive as girly is wrong, which is what makes them feel bad about being a girl. I was like, oh my gosh, that's the best argument I've ever heard. If your daughter loves Disney princesses and then you're telling her not to like them because it's too girly, then you're telling her that it's not good to be a girl. Exactly. And I think there's feminists of all ranges. Like I enjoy being girly and focusing on fashion and I'm a huge feminist, you know, but it's not for a man. It's for like, I like looking nice for myself. Yeah. Did you like her point? That point? I think that's a brilliant point. Yes, I do. She also points out that there are several key characteristics that are consistently found in Disney princesses. These include compassion, caring, nurturing, long-term planning, non-competitiveness, empathy, and communication. Fine also says, the princess dream doesn't exist because Disney is selling it. It's actually an ancient archetype that girls subconsciously recognize and subconsciously crave. When our daughters dress in their princess regalia, they're not attempting to be sexual objects or resigning themselves to be domestic passivity. They're asserting an ancient feminine force. And I was like, you go, girl. (laughs) I just feel like it is in me to love princesses, to love everything that you just mentioned earlier. It's just like in my blood. Oh, I I mean, I am all like, I'm the last person to talk about it. I used my first, one of my very first jobs was being a tea party hostess. Yes. Where they dressed up as princesses. And I dressed up as a Disney character of the child's choosing. So Oh, they got to pick which one? Yeah, and I would like wear wigs and like do my makeup. Which one did they most most of the time pick? Uh I have done Tinkerbell, Snow White, Cinderella. Oh, Cinderella would have been fun. Yeah. Tinkerbell was pretty embarrassing actually, so they so like so the shop's owner, it's like a little boutique her mother sewed together a Tinkerbell outfit for me. Okay. And it was a little bit too tiny to the point where it was a little bit sexual. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, I kind of looked like a slutty Tinkerbell. Um, Okay. Here is another really interesting thing that professor coin. That was the professor that did this study that I talked about at the very beginning. Another point that she wants to make that I agree 100% with So she wants to point out that Disney isn't doing the movies wrong necessarily, but maybe they are doing the merchandising wrong Mm. because the merchandise is heavily focused on appearance with an abundance of beauty themed products like makeup and dresses. 
So did you ever see the relatively new one called Brave? Yeah. I didn't see it, but Brave, um, is it Meridia? Does that sound right? Yeah. I wasn't, I just didn't think it was that good of a movie, but yeah. Oh, you didn't think it was that good? Mm Mm-mm. So she, Merida, was crowned the 11th official Disney princess. Mm. And in the movie, she was a character who is not very gender stereotyped, meaning that she didn't wear makeup. She always had her, she was always seen with her bow and arrow, um, which is relatively different than other Disney princesses. But when Disney merchandised her, they slimmed her down, they put makeup on her, and they took away her bow and arrow that she was always seen with in the movie. So um, hmm. they quickly dropped her makeover when Change.org got more than 200,000 petition signatures to make her look like she did in the movie. So I thought that was a really interesting point. Like maybe the movies are fine. It's the merchandising that's the issue. Yeah, that might be. That's an interesting point for sure. And the fact that they completely changed her. Like, why would you do that? You know, you originally had her as something else. Yeah. Yeah. So not all Disney merchandise is targeting physical beauty. Like you said, mentioned earlier, it does really seem like they're trying to step things up and and move things along in the progressive direction. So there is a new dance code bell. She's a doll that helps teach girls about computer coding. And it was released along with the new live action version of Beauty and the Beast. That was pretty cool, huh? No freaking way. Yeah. I would totally buy my daughter that. Yeah. Oh, um, Aaron's a computer coder, right? Mm-hmm. A computer. <laughs> I don't know what it is called. Yes. <laughs> so then he can he can teach his kids about it using Disney oh, I'm characters. Oh, sure my niece and nephews will <laughs> pop out with the computer in their hands coding. <laughs> Disney also launched a Dream Big Princess campaign to inspire girls and kids around the world to realize their full potential. One video on Disney's YouTube YouTube channel states, for every girl who dreams big, there's a princess to show her it is possible. I Chills. Like I like it. Yep. So my, the last point that I have is what should parents do? Do you want to go into that or do you want to go into an article that you found? Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to go through all the princesses. Do it. Okay, so let my first one was like most sexist to least sexist. Um, so the first few, and we can talk about each why they are, um, and I'm missing a few princesses, but um, Cinderella, one of them, she just like kind of sits at home. She has to go to a ball to meet her prince and the prince is going to take her out of the bad situation she's in. It's a good movie, but I get where you're get where you're go- coming from. Yeah, it is a good movie. It's not as bad. I think the two worst are Snow White and Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, and those are the oldest ones. Yeah. They were Which scary. Which makes sense. It's cultural. Yeah. Um, yeah, Snow White's pretty scary. Uh, but like she lives with a bunch of dwarves. <laughs> she cleans up for them. Like she's she super domestic. Snow White is super duper domestic. So yeah, Snow White's pretty domestic. Um, but Sleeping Beauty and we've already talked about why. Yeah, that one's obvious. And one kind of in between one, um, although strong and intelligent, Belle has Stockholm Syndrome. And 
not only that, she feels like she has to change him. Mm -hmm. So she does have flaws. So when does it begin to change? I think it kind of changed when we were kids, you know, when they were released. And maybe that's why we're more conscious of it. But Mulan. Mulan is a good one. She's amazing. She's diverse. She is strong as hell. She pretends to be a soldier, correct? Mm -hmm. Is that what it is? Yep. A soldier. And she she saves her family. Yeah, because each family had to give away one of their, either their father or their son, and her father was really sick, and the family didn't have a son, remember? Yeah. And so then she had to, her father was going to do it, but there was no way he was going to be able to make it, because I think his leg was broken or something. And then, <laughs> what if I get all these details wrong? Yeah, and they're just, like, just <laughs> making it up. This is the this, drunk version of Mulan. This is, this <laughs> We're is not what drunk, I but. remember Mulan being. <laughs> yeah. Um... Frozen, which I know you haven't seen. No, but I've rented it. It's already on my computer and I'm watching it tonight. So, well, actually, I'm going to go back one. Pocahontas first, because that's the next kind of one that it's kind of in the 90s era. Pocahontas. I really liked Pocahontas. Super strong lady. She ends up choosing not the guy. She does? I don't think she cho- she chooses the other dude with, within remember. her tribe, I think, at the end. Let me Google it, but I'm pretty sure. I think Pocahontas. Pocahontas is so good. Oh my gosh, I want to watch it again now. You're ends up with who? Let's see. I love how I don't remember because it wasn't movie. that big of a deal to me who, who she just Pocahontas Mary in the movie. Um, she encounters with John Smith while the first film in her romance is focused on John Smith. Oh, huh. I'm not for sure. Anyway, she's just a strong gal. She is. It's not as. She cared so much about the environment. Her and her tribe cared so much about the environment and about. Remember, the trees would talk. Yeah. And they all had spirits. And she was tough. She didn't need him to save her. Oh my gosh. All of this research is making me want to watch all All of them. them. Um, Okay, so Frozen. Oh, Aladdin. Oh, yeah. You didn't like Aladdin? No, I never liked Aladdin. I loved Aladdin. I don't know why. Um, okay, so Frozen, um, killer, they killed the game and it became like one of the most popular Disney movies ever. It is. I think I found in, while I was doing research that it is the biggest profitable movie for Disney. Killing it. Okay, Mm -hmm. so Frozen is about two strong sisters. Don't give anything away. Two strong sisters who basically help each other. And um, the lead sister in the movie, um, I think it's, I would argue it's Anna, uh, even though Elsa has a big part, Anna um, ends up saving the guy. Is, um, which one's the blonde one? Uh, Elsa. Elsa, and then the redhead is Anna? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what Chelsea and I are going to be for Halloween next year. That's a great idea. And then I could be the um, snowman. The snowman. <laughs> yes okay <laughs> or you could be the guy in the movie i could be the guy <laughs> um moana is my new fave so she is and you have to watch it the music's super good and the rock is the funny guy in the movie you said that it was on netflix for free right now yeah so go watch if you haven't seen it uh for the adults listening which it's mostly adults um so moana she is just a strong a girl who just wants to go for adventure, seeks adventure, has a soul for adventure, and wants to go out there and save her island, which isn't doing so hot. 
Um, I won't reveal why. So she has to go out and she wants to save it against her dad's wishes. And uh, she obviously, Disney ends well, so (laughs) ends up killing it. But um, she works with a guy in the movie, like to save it. They like Like work as a team. Perfect. Um, so yeah. And the rock is really funny and she's really awesome and she's beautiful. There was also, um, we don't have it on our list maybe because neither of us have seen it before, but the princess and the frog was the first African American princess. Yeah. She was one of them I wanted to talk about too, but yeah, she's in this article that I wanted to touch on too, but yeah. Did you see that one? I did, but it was like when it very first came out, I saw it in theaters, so I definitely need to see it again, but I remember liking it a lot. She's one of the most top ranked like feminist ones though. Okay. So do you want to go into this article? that I have yes I do okay so this is BuzzFeed it's titled here are all of your favorite Disney princesses ranked from least to most feminist so guess who's the worst (laughs) Aurora Aurora. we've already talked about why next one Snow White because it's scary 13th is Cinderella let's see if they had a more solid definition than I did she's a servant yeah, she her only chance at dignified survival is asking her fairy godmother for a pair of heels and a nice dress to go to the ball and find some rich guy. My favorite. Ariel's next. I mean, I get it. I get it, but I still like her. Yep. Thirteen. The next one's Belle. Mm-hmm. The next one's Rapunzel, which is newer. Um, it is relatively new. Is there a more forceful way to reappropriate a symbol of feminine oppression than beating the shit out of someone with it? I guess. Oh, yeah. She was using a frying pan as her weapon. So she's pretty strong, but she's still not the best. Jasmine is next. Um, so let me read the little thing. She said, what can we s- what can we say about Princess Jasmine? The first time she appears, she rejects a guy who wants to marry her. The second time, she abandons the oppressive walls of her palace to discover what lies beyond. And the third time, she proves it doesn't matter how much of a prince you are. She's still not interested in, well, who's got the longest dick games? <laughs> Jasmine faces a classic, t- classic Disney princess problem in arranged marriage. Mm. And, but she says, I'm not a prize to be won. In the end, she uh, gets the sultan to change the laws. So maybe she is pretty feminist. That's awesome. So Tiana, let's talk about Tiana. This is the little bio. So Tiana is an independent woman. She knows what she wants, and she's going to work hard for it. All of Tiana's money belongs to her and her only. Mm. Okay, she falls in love with the toad, but the message of the movie is you have to fight for what's yours and that you should never give up on your dreams. Next one's Marita, I guess. Um, so she is. This is the one that they changed and they made. They put makeup on her. They yeah, her this is her in the movie. Yeah, so she. There's a picture of her. Yeah, she has no makeup on. She's pretty killer. Red hair. Um, she breaks down s- gender stereotypes by behaving like a boy in the summer camp in the movie. Mm. I do. Ne- I never remember her, but Esmeralda. Esmeralda. What number is she? She's, She's six. number six. Um, she's a true feminist icon. She's discriminated against because she's a gypsy and she fights for social injustices like poverty. One Halloween, I was Esmeralda for Halloween. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. And the next one's one I forget about all the time too. Megara. And this is in what, what's this one? Hercules. Hercules. Those, 
Hercules and the Hunchback of Notre Dame, those were not as popular as the other ones. They were still good. She's not a nice chick, they say, but she fights for noble causes. <laughs> Pocahontas Number is our four. next girl. She's the representative of eco-friendly feminism. <laughs> She's one of the few princesses who choose their own fate and deny the prince because, to be honest, she's got more important things to do than go have tea in England. <laughs> so she ends up turning him down. I guess that was what I was confusing it about. Next is Elsa from Frozen. So Elsa is fed up with everything. Um, she leaves to go be free and she leaves so she doesn't have to listen to other people's constant criticism. Um, and because when you've lost almost everything, you need to let go of everything. You must let go of what holds you in your short lease fear. So basically she's just letting it go and she's just a strong lady. Number two, Mulan. Yay. Mulan proves that we women can do everything just as well or better than men. And in her particular case, even more so because she literally saves all of China. (laughs) (laughs) Mulan, which is the biggest country in the world. Mulan takes over traditional gender roles, puts them on a wooden table, and then smashes it with one whooping kick. Um... She's just, I think she's one of my favorites. And number one is... Moana! Yay! Look how pretty she is. Isn't she pretty? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's read her whole little uh, paragraph. So something is definitely going right in a movie in which the leading lady is not asking herself who she should marry or what will happen when her father's die, but rather... Um, how far she can go. That's Moana's mantra. She wants to go where no one has gone before, where no one has dared to go, so she can save her village from destruction and be a great leader because she's the next one in the bloodline to be the leader. She has no prince, and her pet is a scruffy chicken. (laughs) Um, At first, she's not completely confident, but who the hell is? And she's not afraid to convince her ally, which is a guy, that the solution is not male ego because he has a lot of male ego. So she's talking him off a ledge. Of is that The him. Rock? Yeah. Which is funny. He's actually a good singer. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. I think he's a cute guy. Uh, the Rocko seems to be nice. Uh, but she's not afraid to convince her ally that the solution... Yeah, I just read that. Um, she can go as far as she wants to because who can keep her from doing so? No one. Yeah, I've heard that The Rock is a really nice guy. And have you seen his daughter? I know. Is she gorgeous? She is so cute. She's this little baby and she's so chunky. And he like, he posts little videos like doing, making her laugh and giggle and stuff. Oh my gosh, I have to look it up then. Um, So I think it is extreme that we have to keep in mind it's okay to fall in love. It's okay to be in love, but it's okay to be an equal and a partner and to stick up for yourself you know, first. Yep. And if we see the progression in that list right there, those movies where the um, princesses were least feminist were the ones that were older, typically. Yeah. And then now you can see the progression of what Disney's doing, what the world is doing to make sure that girls don't think, oh, I have to have a prince to save me. Right. So I also found um, some tips on what parents should do. These are from experts who spoke to USA Today. So the first one is limit, don't censor. So everything is good in moderate doses. Disney itself even offers alternatives to the princess movies, including movies like Inside Out and Zootopia. Have you seen either of those? 
Um, can you read that again? Sorry, I was looking up a Disney princess quote. I'll be perfectly honest. I have one. Oh, you do? Oh, sorry. It's okay. What, what were you going to say? Um, have you, they were just saying to um, show your kids other movies besides Disney princesses movies oh, yeah, for yeah, moderation. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. have you seen Zootopia? No. It's good. No, I haven't. It's really good. The next tip is that it's all about how you frame the discussion. Jeremy Fine says that while her daughter is playing around in her princess costume, she asks questions like, what are you going to do to make your kingdom better today? Or how are you helping your people? I like that. Plus, Mm -hmm. it kind of shows that you're in a leadership role. Yep. Um, Another tip is when it comes to body image, a mother has much more influence than any movie or toy. Avoid complaining about your weight or stressing about diets or your appearance in front of your kids. I think that is a really valid tip. Absolutely. Lastly, let your kids know that beauty isn't about appearance. Tell them that they are beautiful because they shared a toy or did something kind. Awesome. Perfect. So, Kenzie, what's your positive thing of the week? Um, I bought ski gear. Yay! So, skiing down the mountains. Perfect. What's your positive thing? Um, My positive thing. I think it was my positive thing last week, but I can't help it. My parents are coming and um, I got us tickets to a comedy show for Friday night. Perfect. That's a good idea. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be rainy. That's a good one. Got to do inside tasks. That's a good one. So our quote is from Ariel from The Little Mermaid. She says, who says that my dreams have to stay just my dreams? I like it. That's awesome. That's a good one. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye.